following is a recording of a sermon given at All Saints Lutheran Church in Ottawa, Canada. For additional messages and more information, visit allsaintslutheran.ca. In the New Testament, which is written in Greek, the Greek word for peace is irene. That's where we get the name Irene from. But the New Testament is based on concepts rooted in what we call the Old Testament, the Hebrew Scriptures. And I'm sure you all know what the Hebrew word for peace is. Shalom. That is right. The word shalom is the word for peace. But the way we think of peace is tends to be in the sense of calmness, feeling at peace, the lack of war, peace, not war, um, making peace when there's a conflict. So you have conflict versus peace. And that peace means all those things, but it's actually deeper than that. The word for peace has to do with everything being in its right place. It's more along the, the sense of harmony. When all the sounds are being presented in, in the right, in the right way to create an even greater, more beautiful sound. And when, when one of those sounds is a little off, it can sound really terrible. Harmony when there's a community or a family that's, that is in harmony, that's more than what we normally think of as peace. Because you might think, oh, well, there's no arguing, there's no conflict. Remember years ago, I was really troubled by the concept of people, uh, believers, not being able to actually express how they feel about a particular situation that would be the, that communication would be the only way to come to a sense of resolve. Because a lot of people think that if we're not arguing, we're at peace. So if it doesn't look like we're conflicting, we're at peace. But that's actually not peace. And during that time when I was especially struggling with that kind of, uh, that kind of issue, a friend of ours told us that when she grew up in her home, they weren't allowed conflict. Conflict was actually forbidden in her home because the idea was that if you didn't conflict, then everything was okay. But that is not true, especially if you understand that true peace is uh, is found when we have harmony. When there's harmony, all the members involved, whether it be a community, a church congregation, a family, Peace, then, is when all the members are functioning as they should and doing so in such a way to contribute properly to the whole so that everyone is expressing themselves well and the whole community, therefore, is expressing itself in its fullness, harmony. That is what peace is. In Israel or anyone speaking Hebrew, when they ask you how you are, it's Meshlemcha, uh, if you're speaking to a man, Meshlemech, if you're speaking to a woman. I trust I don't have those two reversed. Uh, but what you're saying is, how is your peace? Or I could translate it as, hey, do you have it all together? Is everything in your life, 
in your body, in your mind, functioning in the right kind of balance that it should, should it be in. Basically, so health is when your body is working in proper harmony, a.k.a. peace. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. He came to establish peace. He didn't just come to shut people up, to forge, simply to force uh, there to be a sense of calm, but he came to bring harmony on earth. He came to bring harmony to people's individual lives and to the world. Now, this is something he will do eventually in its fullness. And for some people, it, I think we think that he's the Prince of Peace in the sense that, yes, he will do that one day, and it's something that we could look forward to. And that is true. And when we know that when things are all out of sorts currently, when we know that they will eventually turn out well, that could give us a sense of peace. And that is good. When we know everything's going to be okay, we tend to calm down. When we know things are going to be okay, we can endure things being out of sorts temporarily until things are eventually resolved. That's all that, That's all good and fine. And Jesus does do that for us because he will make everything right eventually. But that's not the only sense in which he is the Prince of Peace. It's not the only sense in which he brings peace to the earth. What we remember at Christmas time is the great invasion of God in, in history when he took on human flesh. And that's an extraordinary event and should be well marked. But as you know, that's not simply what he came to do. That's remarkable in and of itself. But he came to do many things, one of which was to die for the sins of the world. An event that no one will ever be able to totally understand what he accomplished when he died for our sins on the cross and then conquered death by rising from the dead. And I want to encourage you, if you have, if you haven't done so, to listen to this week's rec- uh, video sermon that I posted online last night where I complete the Gospel of Mark. Not that it could ever be fully completed. There's just so much there. Uh, but I, it, it, the final Chapter in Mark speaks about the resurrection. So when we remember Jesus at Christmas time, we're not just remembering him as a little baby born in Bethlehem and how remarkable and wonderful and sweet that is, but that he came on a mission, a mission to to atone for sins, to bring about the forgiveness of sins and to conquer death through the resurrection of the dead so that we too might conquer death. Now again, some of this sounds like that which we're looking forward to. But when he died for our sins by shedding his blood on the cross, he changed the universe. He did something to the order of things that had not yet been done. So that when he rose from the dead, he rose to a world that had been fundamentally changed. He was establishing the kingdom of God on earth. 
And when he sent his, his early followers to preach the good news throughout the world, he was extending his, his kingdom on earth, a kingdom that in a sense has already been established. Jesus says in Matthew 28, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore. We are not waiting for him to be in that place of authority. He is in that place of authority now. And I do not think as much as I try that I could fully um, express the reality of the peace that he's already established in the universe. The scripture says that he holds all things together. And when we when we share with others what Jesus has done, we're not sharing with them just something that we're anticipating in the future. We're anti- we, we share with them something that he's accomplished in the present. That by virtue of his death on the cross and his resurrection, he has set everything right. And, and now we see and we witness through history the unfolding of what he's already accomplished. Faith is not believing something that is not. Faith is trusting in something that really is. The beginning of the service, I, I, I referenced my appreciation for all your smiling faces, actually believing that I don't think necessarily all of you were smiling at the time, but I knew many of you were, even though I could not see your faces. I knew it to be true, even though I could not see it. That's what faith is. Faith is not make-believe. Faith is not wishing for something. Faith is not simply believing that something will be in the future. Faith is believing something that is true that you cannot see. Jesus is on the throne God has everything under control. God's plan is working out according to his design. And either we can believe that and live according to it, or we could believe what everybody else is trying to tell us, that everything is falling apart and we should be freaked out. Jesus is on the throne. God is in control. The Prince of Peace has brought peace to the earth and it's up to us who know him to not only properly connect with that reality but share with others the truth of that reality that peace can be known now not simply in anticipation of what is coming but there's in some way in a way that we cannot fully understand that through Jesus now we've got it all together God, we look to you in the name of your Son, and we ask that you would enable us to know you as we should. We might be confused, but you are not confused. We might be afraid, but you are not afraid. We may not know what to do, but you know what we need to do. Help us to connect well with the reality that you have established on this earth despite how things look, and help us to live accordingly. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Thank you for listening. For additional messages and more information, please visit us on the web at allsaintslutheran.ca. Thank you.